0: So welcome again this morning. As I said earlier, we are continuing or, or wrapping up our series on can people really change? Who's been has anyone been challenged at all? One hand went up, that's good. Awesome. And so anyway, as I as I mentioned earlier, I've got some handouts here. Can I get can I get some Volunteers. Thanks, Ash. Maybe three volunteers. So we got. Look at that. Oh, now I'm going to have to divide them up. There's some for you and some for you. So everyone can get one of these. Kids, this is for you to color in if you want to. There's some coloring in pencils and things up the back on the table there. If you want to grab some of those, um, just remember we've got to share. There's there's limited amounts to go around, but. So here is a here is a handout so you can you can use it to color in. You can um <clears throat> you can write some notes on the side there. But you have to pay attention adults, okay? Kids you can pay attention too because there's some some really good stuff in here today and has been over the whole series. And so over this series we've we've looked at this 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 idea of of can can people really change? And we've been asking asking this question, and, and we've been looking at a whole range of different areas of our lives where where we find ourselves stuck and we find ourselves trapped. And so we've looked at um, well we looked at. We looked at family relationships. We've looked at our our physical self and our mind, and uh, and we have thought about how we how we think about others and. And ourselves for that matter as well and and we've looked at our our social attitudes and how we how we interact with other people and and our approaches to that we've looked at uh, finance and money Um, and all of these different areas that we've looked at are places where at times we can find ourselves trapped and we can find ourselves stuck and then last week, um, Ashley covered the topic of our, of our spiritual life and, and challenged us on, on how we relate to God and, and even how God thinks about us. And we were challenged to, to think about whether we actually take him seriously, whether we take the relationship that we have with him seriously and whether we, in, we invest in that and whether we spend time in that. And so... It is my prayer over this whole series that, that all of us would be impacted and challenged in some way. And I, uh, as I wrap up today, I want you to think about all of the things that we've talked about over the last... This is week seven. So over the last six weeks, we've been looking at all these different things. I want to challenge you just to, to reflect on that this morning and consider the different things in your life and, and, and those places where you feel stuck and I want you to ask some questions this morning. We're doing a, doing a bit of a reflection. Hopefully I'm not introducing anything too new this morning. It's more about wrapping up what we've already learned. But I want you to ask this question, does my current attitude, this thinking about something where you're stuck in a particular area of my life, does it line up with what God has intended for me? And then does what I think line up with what God promises? or says about me, or even about another person that we're having an issue with? And then most importantly, where is God in this circumstance? And of course the answer is actually he's right beside you and he's, and he's wanting to lead you and he's wanting to free you. And so Galatians five one has been a significant verse that we have used over this series. And ultimately the change that we are talking about is is allowing god to change us and and to be changed and molded into the people that god intends for us to be to be people who are free not stuck not trapped but living in freedom and so galatians 5 1 it is for freedom that christ has set us free you know christ has done this work on the cross he has taken our place so we can be free So he's done that and then he says stand firm and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery you know god god is wanting us to live in the freedom that he has for us not to not to stay in that place of trapped not to stay in that place of of stuck and so we've been asking the question can people really change and i think i think we've established that the answer to that is yes yes we can we can change And we have to have intent and we have to have action. And we need the forgiveness and the empowering that comes from God's grace so that we can make real and lasting change. Now, I know I already asked this, but can I see a show of hands of who has been challenged by this series? Awesome. God is good. I want to take the opportunity this morning to say thank you to Kathleen again uh, for the way that she shared her, her... journey about her finances a few weeks ago what a what a blessing it was to hear the testimony of how God moved in her life and how he led her and he provided her a way to get into the freedom to get out of the prison of debt that she found herself in how good was it to hear that now it's important to note that I'm sure for Kathleen it wasn't without pain and it wasn't without struggle and it certainly wasn't without effort on her part. But I think, if I would ask her, she would say it was totally worth it. And I hope, hope over this series, as we've gone through this process of asking, can people really change, I hope that you have gained a clearer understanding of what God wants for us to change. To be in that place of changing our, our sinful human nature into his nature. You know, I want to remind us this morning that we, we are created in God's image. Our physical self and our, and our nature, our thoughts, our thinking, our souls are, are made in God's image. Genesis 1, God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, both male and female, he created them. God has physically created us to be in his image and we are designed to reflect him. It is his desire for us to also have the same nature that he does as well. So Ephesians 4, 21 to 24. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life. That's change right there. Let the Holy Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes and put on your new nature, a nature that is created to be like God truly righteous and holy. We are created physically in the image of God, but we are also created to have the same mind, the same spirit, the same nature as God. And, and as it says in that Ephesians reading that we've just read, we are created to be like God. Not to be God, but to be like him. And so in order for that to happen, it requires us to change, doesn't it? We need to we need to throw away the old sinful nature and allow the Holy Spirit to renew our thoughts and our attitudes. And so, how do how, you know how, how do we do that? You know, I think I think the key to this whole series that we've been looking at is, is that when we find ourselves in a particular situation, in a particular place, in a relationship, or we're thinking a particular way, we become trapped by it because because it captures our attention, doesn't it? It, it we we focus on that issue, on that thing. And we we focus on it so much that we spend so much time dwelling on it and, and whatever it might be that, you know, like what we talked about a couple of weeks ago with finances a few weeks ago, it's, it just grabs hold of us and it takes the place of God. It becomes our God. It replaces where God should be because we're thinking about it so much. You know, we, we need to be in a place where we are... Focusing on God and allowing Him to guide us through our circumstance. So I'm not, I'm not saying that we ignore the circumstance, but rather that we let God be our shepherd, that we let Him lead us, that we allow Him to, to lead us as, as our shepherd. And as we've read a few weeks ago in the Psalms, that the Lord is my shepherd and I have all I need. And so we come back to this question, how do we, how do we let the Spirit renew our thoughts and our attitudes? And there are two key things that kept coming to mind while I was preparing this message that I think are crucial to this real change. The first thing is prayer. Never stop praying. You know, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 says, always be joyful, never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. How often do we do that? For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Never stop praying. Talk to God. Talk to him all the time. Tell him what's going on, what you are struggling with, what you are lacking, where you are winning, where you are having triumph. Have a conversation. That's what prayer is. And a conversation also means allowing time for God to respond to that. How how often do do we forget that part? And so as we, as we pray continuously, our attention is drawn to God. It's drawn away from the issue or the circumstance or the, or the relationship problem that we find ourselves in. And it draws our attention to God. You know, it doesn't change the fact that the issue is still there and it still needs to be dealt with. But God is also there. And because we are focusing on Him in the midst of that situation, He is in His rightful place as Lord of our life over every situation. You know, he doesn't he doesn't take our circumstance or our or our situation away, but he is there and he's equipping us and he's guiding us on a path that will lead us to that freedom. You know, prayer is incredibly important part of what we need to do if we really, if we truly want to change. And so then the other, other key thing that I think we need to do is to capture our thoughts. Keeping our thinking in check. And, you know, thinking, if, we, if we're honest about this, thinking is something that we do a lot, isn't it? Women think about things a lot. Just talking from experience, because I know women. Um, no, I'm not, I'm not pretending to understand women but I know they think a lot. And as men, men, I'm, I'm sure you agree, we think of a lot as well. Can, do you agree or is that just me? No? Okay, I'm on the wrong track. I, just, this, just a side note on, on the whole thinking thing. I, um, when I was first married, we were given this book called something. Let me think about this for a moment. Waffle spaghetti. Yeah, what was it called, though? It was um, women are like spaghetti, men are like waffles, or something like that. Anyway, it's been very helpful for me. So imagine a plate of spaghetti. Okay? This is the woman. Okay? She starts on a thought over here. And goes, And comes out over here. Some topic that is completely random, but there's a link there for the woman the man on the other side on the other hand is completely confused about what's going on so the man is like a waffle so everyone knows what a waffle is yeah it's got all the little boxes in it and so men think about things very compartmentally okay and so what happens is the woman's going and the man is jumping from box to box trying to keep up with where the heck the woman is going and then all of a sudden the men the man the man the men's has this Blank box. So we're madly jumping, 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 jumping. Blank box. <laughs> Makes sense, yeah? So now we're both... I hope you find that helpful. Anyway. <laughs> let's, let's get getting back to it. Capturing our thoughts. Capturing our thoughts. Okay. So, so thinking... Or th- thoughting? Thoughting? No. Thinking is something that we, we do a lot especially when we find ourselves in that place of stuck, especially when we find ourselves imprisoned by our situation. And these are the moments where it's most important to capture our thoughts. 2 Corinthians 10.5, we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We grab hold of the things that we are thinking and ask the same questions that I asked earlier. Does this thought line up with what God has intended for me? Does what I think line up with what God promises about me or about the other person that I'm thinking about? And where is God in this thought? So we we need to capture our thoughts. We need to, to filter it. And what do we filter it through? We need to be in God's word. We need to be in the Bible. We need to be reading about the promises that God has intended for us so that we can do that effectively. If we we don't pick up our Bible and we don't pay attention to what's written there, how are we possibly going to capture the thoughts and filter it through what God said is true? Our Bible is such an important part of our journey with getting to know who God is and our relationship with him and, and understanding his nature, that nature that he's calling us to be, to, to get rid of our sinful stuff and to follow after him and be his reflection. And so as we, as we capture our thoughts, as we, as we pray, as we are in his word, we are drawing our attention to God. We are putting him as Lord of our life and, and making sure that our situation, that our thoughts, that our relationships, that our circumstance are not taking God's rightful place in our lives, that we're not taking him off the throne and replacing it with, with whatever we've got going on. Matthew 6:33. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, live righteously, and he will give you everything that you need. You know, we need we need to put God above everything else in our lives. It's not just, it's just not a, a list of things in order of priority with God at the top. Now, I think I've got a, a list here to sort of to sort of show that. Is it there, Lauren? Yeah, there you go. So you got God, and this is just a, a list. It's not necessarily my list. i just sort of a few things. So you have got God at the top, and then family, and then jobs, and then friends, and then fun, and then finance. It's not to t- to take the idea of of um, this whole thought pattern thing. It's not like everything is compartmentalised and and God sits up the top and then when we're dealing with family, family is in its own little thing and, and our job's in its own little thing and our friends are off in this other part. But it's more like this next one, which is God is above everything. God is above family and he's in that and God is above job and he's in that and God is above friends and he's in that. And God is above our fun, and he's in that too. And God is above our finance, and he's certainly in that. God is above everything. He is in everything. And he wants to be in this place of providing for us. He wants to provide everything that we need. He wants to bless us. He wants to be in every part of our lives. He wants to change us to reflect his image, to be the people that love and give grace people that are holy and righteous and share God's forgiveness, not for our own glory, but for his. He wants us to reflect the same attitudes to those around us, to impact people, to change them through his love, through his grace, through the forgiveness that he has on offer and through his righteousness. You know, we've been looking at different words and steps that we've used over this this series and and grace is one of those words you know god wants us to call on his grace which empowers us and forgives us god wants us to to seek him and and ask him to lead us to find vision of what our life is supposed to look like and he wants to give us the intent to do that the ability to step out into the freedom the prison door is wide open but we need to choose to step out of it. And then he wants to lead us every single step of the way. He wants to, he wants to give us the strategy, the, the next step. And so I've got my colouring in sheet. I've, I've prepared mine. How good is that? Thank you, thank you. One of my wonderful children saw that and uh, put their hands on the hips. Dad... I can do so much better than that. Feeling the love. And so we've used these key steps to to identify a way for real and lasting change in this series. His grace. His grace that forgives for the things that we've done or the things that we've said in our life that don't match up with his word or what his promises are for us. His grace forgives our bad attitude and our, and our thoughts towards others or towards a situation. And his, his grace brings healing for what others have done to us that is impacting and changing the way that we think and act. And then his grace empowers. God leads us and gives us all we need. He enables, enables us to take the steps necessary to make the change that we need to make in our lives. And so then we have vision and, and God gives us his vision for our lives and we are, we are made in his image. We are, we are called to allow his spirit to change us into the holy and righteous people that, that he intended for us to be, that he created us to be. And so as, as, we, as we begin to understand the vision, as God shows us that, we see all the things that he has for us and then he, he gives us intent. With, with God's empowering, we have this ability to act and for me I think this is the this is the hardest thing out of out of all of this change you know can can we actually stand firm and say I am going to do this you know we recognize the issue and we stand and we say I'm going to do this I'm going to accept the freedom that God has for me and when we've made that decision then God is there and he's walking the journey with us and and importantly so is the rest of the church family. We are all here together to walk this journey together. We are here to support each other as we transform into the people that God is calling us to be. And then finally, strategy. You know, what, what steps are we going to take? God will lead us, but again, we need to allow Him to actually do that. And that's a challenge as well, isn't it? You know, what, what a challenge this this series has been and we could we could actually keep this thing going for weeks and weeks and weeks if we really wanted to as we looked at lots of different areas of our lives where where we get stuck but we're going to leave it here but that doesn't mean that we stop thinking about what's going on and I want to I want to challenge all of us to be thinking about all of the different areas where where we at times or maybe always find ourselves in this place of stuck where we, we just can't see any way out and bring them to God. You know, maybe it's your job or, and your career, or maybe it's relationships at your job or relationships at your school, or maybe your attachment to your possessions, or maybe it's your friends, or whatever it might be. As we wrap up this morning, I want to. I want to encourage you to take a moment to reflect. Are there areas in your life where you feel stuck? Are there areas in your life where you feel trapped? Where you feel like you're in prison? Just stop and think this morning. And I want you to be really honest with yourself. Really think about it. And what I want to do now is is if you feel like that, if you feel like you're trapped, I want you to stand up. I want you to be brave, and I want you to stand up right now. Get up, out of your seat. Thanks, guys. I didn't want to be standing here by myself. Come on, be honest. Be honest with yourself this morning. You know, I think if we are truly honest, I think we all have areas of our lives where we feel trapped at times. And I want you to stand, to get up out of your seat. Because God's word promises freedom. Christ came and died on the cross for our freedom. And here we are in this place of stuck. What are we doing? The freedom is there. Thank you to those that stood up. Can I just ask everyone now to stand up and we're going to pray together. And if there's someone that was, was near you who was standing up, I'd ask you to put, just place your hand on them because we're going to pray for freedom right now. Let's pray together. Lord God, I just thank you for who you are. I thank you for the gift of the cross. I thank you that Jesus came and he died for us, that his blood was shed for freedom. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free and so God right now we ask your Holy Spirit would come and would break the chains of those who feel trapped that God the door is wide open in that prison cell God I pray that you would give people the ability to walk out into freedom and to stand firm to declare that you are God and that you go before and that you are going to place every step in the place that it needs to go God, I thank you that your word is true. I thank you that we are in that place where we are free. God, help us to capture our thoughts. Help us to capture the thoughts when things aren't the same as what your word declares. When we are thinking things that are leading us down the wrong path, God, I pray that you would turn them to your path. Thank you, God, for the freedom. Thank you that we are free. Amen. Awesome. Now, one more thing. Thanks, guys. One more thing that I want to do this morning is if if you're one of those people that stood up, I want you to tell someone about why you stood up. Whether that's a friend, whether it's... Someone sitting next to you, whether it's me. I'm going to be up the front here. I want you to tell someone why you stood up. Because this is, this is a journey that we are all going on. You are not alone. God is with you. We are with you. And we need to support each other in that. You know, we, we want to make real and lasting change, don't we? Do we want to be a church that just stands stagnant and doesn't move? Or do we want to be going forward to the places that God has intended for us? We are on a journey, a journey together, a journey with God. You know, we've read this morning that God God wants us to be more like his nature, to become his nature, so that when we leave this place, we can impact the people that we interact with. Let's move forward. Let's not stand in this place of stuck,